1: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Leicester Till I Die Podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Lester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. What day is it? Thursday. Back again. Seems like you can't do without me. I'm here. I'm as they say, I'm here all week. You are watching
1: Leicester Till I Die TV.
0: And it's live. It certainly is. It's the preview show and you can catch us down that side there <laughs> I can never get this right I'm, I'm, well we're all down on the left as you look at it you can see where we are we are all over social media for you um if you're listening to this live of course don't forget that you can catch us live on YouTube at Lester Till I Die TV on Facebook and Lester Till I Die the group and on Twitter and Periscope at the moment at Lester TID and don't forget that if you are watching us on um, Facebook, do us a little favour, subtle reminder. If you don't mind, please press that subscribe button and give us a follow. Not only give us a follow, though, let us know your thoughts. Everton, 1-1, still sat in third, thanks to Sheffield United. And it's it Leeds on Sunday. Um, we We've got it. On Sky again, it's Sunday at two o'clock from Leicester, it's on Sky Sports and Radio 5 Live and of course you know what that means, don't you, if it's on Sky Sports, oh yes, (laughs) we might even get a mention before we kick off. Ah, I live in hope I live in hope I uh, got to say good evening to Facebook Talky Foxes good evening Talky Foxes how the devil are you hope you're well and hope you've got uh, no rain or snow I think it should have passed over us um welcome welcome along thanks a lot for joining us um we should have won i think we should have done i think we played well uh but i said we've got lees let us know everybody i say what you think about lees we want to hear your comments and talking about hearing comments let's bring him in it's my chat
1: chum craig good evening craig good evening chris good evening everyone and hello down on the uh the english riviera nice to know that we've got uh, some foxes fans down there too
0: we we see we seem to get them all over on this show, which is lovely to see. Lovely to see. Um, at least I don't feel as lonely here now down on the south coast as I as I know as I know. There's more and another Facebook user. Good evening. If you're on Facebook, just stick your name at the end because it means we can just um, see who we're talking to. If you're not signed into Streamyard, um, yeah, we should very very briefly. We we, we should have won, shouldn't we?
1: Yeah, we should. We should. I think. I think it was a. It was a very good performance. It was kind of um, controlling performance you expect from a, a top six side, and uh, it's encouraging to think of that being Leicester City. You know, um, mm-hmm. that we we had our moments as we always do, particularly um, from set pieces or when the ball was put in the air, and uh, luckily uh, Gomez has got quite a a hard hip bone for that when that ball bounced off him right at the end but i thought in between we we controlled the game really well and i think it was um ancelotti said as much at the aim at the end of the game i think he said he was very pleased with a uh with a point and i think it uh you know it showed how far we've come that he packed that defense you know they were very defensive Um, Mm. it was hard for us to break down, but I think we've always struggled breaking teams down like that, but I think it was encouraging that we seemed to be playing more incisive passes and, uh, you you know, they they had to throw themselves in front of blocks uh, to make blocks and things. So, overall, I thought it was a really encouraging performance and and one that we deserved to edge.
0: I I thought we actually, our play, and I know I I say this all the time, but it was almost Brazil-like. I mean, we were passing it around. They... Mm. They uh, somebody said that, that they were defending the Italian way, which was let's park the bus and hit them on the brake and what have you. Thankfully, I never felt threatened by them. And it was nice to see that we had a controlled approach. We went mm. we went behind, which was against the run of the play, mm. apart from the odd 10-15 minutes here, like you said here and there, we, we were in control. But um yeah I, I, I we, we we waited. We didn't change. We didn't panic. Reminding me of Liverpool, sort of in the seventies.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's something that Leicester City fans um, having having to get used to. Not necessarily going behind, but for to be patient and just trust in the, in the football. And uh, it's it's nice now that you you get that feeling. Oh, I can only speak for myself, but you get the feeling that if, if we do go behind you still think that we will come back, that we will make opportunities, we will score. You know, it's not like that, oh, we've let the first goal in, that's the end of the game. You know, and um, so I never really felt um, like we, you know, we were out of it at all at any point, even uh, even when they scored. I, I, I trusted the way we play and I trusted our players. And uh, so it came to pass, thanks to... Uh, Mr. Pickford, I think uh, during the preview show of that game, I did mention that he'd got a mistake in him, and um, mm. lo and behold, for once, somebody proved me right. And uh, this gentleman, of course, as
0: well. Um, mm. it, it, it's almost like we, <laughs> we 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 didn't score; they almost sort of gave it away to us. But he, he still had to get get the ball through through, through quite quite a packed defence, as we say.
1: He did, and I think I think it's just reward for his play these last few weeks. Oh, yeah. As, uh, I think I said again before before the uh, before the game in the last previous show that Teilmans has, has stepped up this um, this yeah. season for me. Um, I yeah. think it helps that he's not having to play alongside Madison directly. I think when they were both playing side by side, there was always that fight of who would get the ball first. Um, yeah. but the fact that Madison's playing a bit further forward, I think it's allowed uh, Teilmans. To- to shine and for me i think he's the one out of anyone that we we may get some offers for in the summer and hopefully we've got champions league football to to keep him here uh
0: good evening to adam weller uh he's also on the south coast we're well, we taking over us uh, south we might as well just move this? the show
1: down there and let's do a road show
0: <laughs> the radio, radio, Warden Road show, coming to you live from the South Coast. Adam, any relation at all? I've got to ask you that. It's not a common name. Any relation, mate? How we anyway? Thanks for joining us, Adam. And apparently, yep, yeah, there's a lot of Fox's fans down in in Torquay, um, to Land's End Excellent. and beyond. We are we are we are taking over. We are turning the South blue. Um,
1: there's not in that there, there, there is a lack. <laughs> yeah, there is a lack of uh I'm gonna let that one I'm gonna let that one pass, Chris. Um yeah. there is a there is a lack of huge clubs down there, isn't there? And uh, I would imagine and, and I'm not suggesting that any of these are, are new Leicester fans, but I would have thought, particularly in those sort of areas of, of football fans who um uh who who don't have large clubs that they, they follow, um that we may have picked a few up um mm. during our Season when we won the league and everybody was rooting for the underdog. Uh, I'm sure that we were. We seem to be becoming people's second favorite team. So I'm sure we've picked up a few more fans um, down the years, and uh, we're continuing to upset the apple cart, as it were. But uh, it's good to know that uh, that we're well represented down there.
0: And long, long may it go on. Um, it is, I wasn't sure. Adam, uh, oh, seemed like seemed to be yard quick on closing them down. Great performance. Uh, only thing that worries me is corners. Yeah, we've been we be saying that all season. I think we've just got to let that go for the rest of the season. Um, and Adam, yeah, Keith Weller is his was his uncle. Keith. Uh, Adam, sorry, I've wondered if it was yourself. Uh obviously know you on Facebook. Um, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, uh, a fine, a fine uncle you had as
1: well. My all-time oh, Leicester City favourite player. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, I'm a little bit younger than you, Chris. So um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get to see uh, uh, Keith play as much, but uh, obviously, that what I did see of him, he, he was a fantastic player and uh, created memories that uh, that we relive along. And I, I remember he got a mention. Um, you got to mention uh, the other day when uh, someone was wearing some tights, I think. And it's mm. think Keith is always referenced uh, with regards to that. He so. is indeed.
0: Anyway, on to Sunday. Like I say, two o'clock yeah. kicked off on Sky Sports and Radio 5 Live. Second return meeting um, of the season. We, we managed to avoid Everton doing the double over us. We mm-hmm. beat Leeds 4-1. Can we do the double over them? In a word,
1: yes. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you look at the way we're playing. You look at the way Leeds play. You know, they are you, you, they're attractive to watch, aren't they? I think um, I think most people enjoy watching Leeds play this season, and um, which leaves them open, you know. And and we're probably even though we haven't got Vardy, I think the way that we move the ball uh our intricate play we can play around them and i think it it sort of it should be an ideal game for us to be honest mm. um if we can control the the speed of their attacks i think uh, i think we've got every chance of winning this one
0: i mean i, I was surprised at the 4-1 result last time mm. uh, I, did, I thought it was going to be a lot closer especially because of course they they started off with that great game against uh, liverpool um Barnes, he, he's chipping. In Tillerman's there, a couple, a brace there. We one of them in a penalty, and, and and Vardy at the end. Um, but Leeds, I was surprised actually when, when I checked it because this this is the table, and mm. uh, we've got ourselves there in third. But Leeds, Leeds are in twelfth, and they've got the likes of Wolves and Palace below them. They, they're not, you know, they they're, they're probably going to stay up this season.
1: Oh, I would. Uh, yeah, I'd be shocked if they got dragged into uh, into any kind of trouble. To be honest, um, usually if you go down, it's because you can't score goals, and I don't think Leeds have that problem. I think they will have goals in them. Yes, I mean I was looking at some of their stats, and I think um, they've. I think they've let in two more goals than they've scored. So you know, even when they're losing, you know, they're, they're not losing by. By that many, I know they've had a couple of bad results, but um, mm-hmm. but they they score plenty of goals as well. And I think, as I say, as long as you've got goals in the team, I think you're going to be okay.
0: Yeah, Rudy Hearn, there we will pick off leads. Uh, we will pick leads off like taking candy from a baby. Oh, <laughs> I always worry about making comments like that because I think he can come back and bite you on the uh, on the old <laughs> uh, posterior. Uh, born and bred in Whitstown, lived in Torquay since 1990. Used to watch Matt Elliott at Torquay United. Wow. wow. Um, I had forgotten he was, he was he was down there. I only think of him as Oxford, you know. Um, the way Leeds play will lead the game open for us to counter them. You can see it being 3-0, Adam. We'll come on to scores later. It yeah. might be of that. But taking up on, on the point you made... Um, before there uh, craig um i'm just going to try and bring it up now um where are we uh season so far here if you have a look um they are conceding more than the scoring you know they are yeah. 1.6 <laughs> it's going to be an entertaining game looking at that mm. um average goal scored 1.6 compared to our 1.8 and i know mm. I say, Brad. Brad doesn't like stats, but I, I, I like my stats. But the mm. the um, they average goals conceded—that that's quite high. That's near, near, coming on to a game.
1: It is, but if you look at it again, they've only, you know, they've only got one less clean sheet than we've got as well. Yes, and, uh, yeah. and appear to be creating more chances. So um, I'm a bit I'm a bit unsure of the chances created per match with us being uh, only one. I must admit mm. that does seem a little strange That stat, but um
0: i think it depends possibly on on how they look i mean you know if you look at the game on uh, against everton i think we had 16 attempts mm. but if you're going on what's on target i think only mm. about five of those were, were on target and that's the problem a lot of time with leicester is mm. A, and I know you only need one to go in to, to win the game, but getting them on target, and that's one stat I do like. I think, you know, if you're going to mm. have the shot, great. You, you know, if you, you're, yeah. good, you're having shots, you're in trouble. They've got to be they, we've got to be getting them on target at this level, haven't we?
1: Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I have a few um, disagreements with uh, Scott when we're watching the game, I must admit, um, about... The fact that, you know, people say, oh, that was a difficult chance or whatever. But this is the Premier League. You know, these are the top players in the top league in the world. So mm-hmm. it's not like you and I, Chris, were the best uh, will in the world and all due respect of us, you know, playing on a Sunday morning and missing a chance. Um These players should be hitting the target. They have enough skill. If it's a difficult chance, yes. But I, I, I find it a little bit... um annoying sometimes when, you know, we just lash at shots and not just us, every 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 team has this. When you know that they're more than capable of of picking a pass out and there's no reason why you can't pass the ball into the top corner of the net. Um so it seems strange. you know, different things come over players when they get near the goal. Um and that composure is the bit that marks you out as as a as a great player and a great finisher. But I think we are doing better. It'd be interesting to see the uh, stat about the percentage of, of shots on target out uh, of the chances we create. But I think we were hitting, uh, we seem to be hitting the target pretty uh, on a more regular basis than we have been in the past.
0: We we, we are improving. Stats, mm. and I say I, I do love my stats, but one stat we can't get away from is scoring from a corner. <laughs> we are still the only team not, even Sheffield United, I believe, have got a goal from a corner what we're getting it past that first man now what what are we doing
1: wrong well I, th- I think if you look at the last game we probably didn't get it past the first man and we we resorted to playing short corners uh, against everton uh, and you can clearly see that they've been working on that short corner routine there was two or three and i think we it was only slightly the weight of pass a couple of times or somebody just being slightly out of position that meant that we didn't get in behind them but there was a lot of encouraging signs what I would say, I, I mean, I watched um, the highlights of the, the Burnley-Villa game, and uh, which was a great game. And um, Ben Mee uh, scored a great header uh, in that game. Uh, and then Maguire um, got Man goal. What I would say, when I look at us, we tend to take up positions for our own corners um, where we want the ball to be which doesn't really work. What you need to be is out of the box, attacking the space of where the ball's delivered. We, we seem to just be very static. So our good headers are just standing there. You're never going to win from a standing jump against uh, big tower and defenders. So I think I'd like to see us just staying out of the area a little bit more and creating more space for us to run into and attack it. We just seem to be crowding the box uh, and making standing standing starts, uh, standing jumps. So uh, I think there's things we can do to improve that.
0: And I think we've mentioned before, haven't we, that we haven't got the
1: tallest squad. No. In the Premier League. <laughs> no, we haven't. So so it makes sense to actually stay further out and try and just attack space, you know, and hope the ball comes to you rather than just creating a crowd scene. Uh, yeah. But you know, who, who are we, Chris? Who are we to to tell yeah. these coaches what to do?
0: that said you know we 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 can sit here as as we always do and as as any fan does anywhere in the world it's all it's all in the fan culture to to criticize and pick on on the bad bits yeah. we we're unbeaten since mm. december when it was actually funnily enough everton who who beat us in that 2 nil game at uh, at the king power we are on a, a a really good run i mean that 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 that's our run in the last five games. It's three wins and two draws. Um, mm. But they say we can't take Leeds lightly because, yeah, they've got a couple of losses in there, which was Brighton and Spurs. But they've beaten who they need to beat. They've beaten Newcastle. Yeah. They've beaten West Brom. They've beaten Burnley. they are beaten the teams around them. And that's important. And I think for us as well, Taking Liverpool out the equation, and I think Liverpool are just becoming our jinx team now, is that we are not losing to the teams around us. Not so long ago, we'd have lost that game against Everton.
1: We we would have done. We would have done, and we'd have uh, would have looked dodgy against uh, some of. The lower teams as well, to be honest, who, who play with a bit more passion. I think it's an encouraging time. As I said, you know, we we're starting to believe in ourselves as a um, as a, a as a force in the Premier League. And I think it's interesting to see some of the uh, post match interviews where players are saying the same things. Telemans has said that There was an interview on the Leicester City website with um, uh, Iosi Perez where he's talking about belief and that belief that's being pumped into them week after week by Brendan Rodgers and his uh, coaching staff, that they deserve to be where they are because they're good players individually and, and they're a very, very good team. And I think we're starting to see that confidence go out onto the pitch. That, as you say, you know, we don't get rattled if we concede a goal. We just concentrate, play our football, believe in the way that we're playing and know that we will create chances.
0: We're going to come later on to um, as always we always do where you, where you pick the team and uh, I'm, but I want to ask people out there in advance of this I don't I don't want you to sort of say anything yet at the moment just see what people if they can comment whether it's a Perez or Inacho game at the weekend and we'll, we'll come on to that later with yourself but yeah let let us know if you if you're in the Perez camp or the Inacho camp do we need to to get to give him to give him a chance, um, we, we like I say we 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 we're sat there third at the moment. Um, Liverpool are having a bit of a, a a Leicester season, really. It seems to sort of just be wheels are starting to, to, to wobble a little bit. Um, Man United have come from nowhere. Uh, Man City, you know, you know they had a bad start. It's really a season, it's anybody's season, isn't
1: it? I think it is. And uh, I think it was important what Brendan said uh, last night, that uh, he was disappointed that we um, we didn't win the game. But there's that mentality of if you don't win it, you don't lose it. You know, yeah. and um, games like this, if we can go through these games and, as you say, maintain this uh, unbeaten run, then it, it stands us in good stead where teams seem to be dropping points beating each other and the fact that we're we're getting ahead of uh, of the the people that we know are going to challenge for those top four and it's simple isn't it if if we don't lose to them they're not going to uh, sort of catch us up and uh, so i think it's really encouraging that the the likes of everton as you say that we should have won it and we we didn't lose and it is it is really open i think I think what we need to do, though, that we we need to have that realistic side, that we are probably going to have a little bit of a bad patch at some time, as, as every team is, and we may have a, a bad result. But I think it's important if we do have a bad result that I'm sure the management won't panic. You know, they won't uh, change the way they play, and I think it's important that Leicester City fans do the same. And uh, I, I know that's almost impossible. Uh, to do because as soon as we have a bad game or uh, we know that that social media will be full of uh, we should have done this that and the other but I think most people can see that we're definitely on the right path and I can't see us having that mentality to throw it away again if we get to the latter stages as long as we keep our players fit I think mentally we'll have learned a lot from last season and we'll be able to uh, to hang in there
0: Okay, just um, just to remind people there, if you are watching um, on uh, whichever way you're watching, go on to YouTube, um, Leicester till I Die TV, and give us a subscribe if you would be so kind. Um, You saying about bad? Have we have we? Would you say not had our bad patch with the Fulham and the Villa and the West Ham?
1: I think what's what's probably encouraging is that we've had bad results but we've not turned it into a patch you know we've managed i think to bounce back so we have had some disappointing results but our away form has been solid virtually all the way through um so we've not put back to back bad results i don't think i mean i'm sure somebody and or uh, who's got all those stats to hand will tell us i'm not sure whether we've had back-to-back defeats um but if we have um, we've probably done it once so I think we are a team that can bounce back. I think we've showed that we can bounce back. So we've not necessarily had a bad patch as such. Mm. We came through the difficult time with all the injuries. And uh, and, I mean, it's fantastic when when you see the injuries that we did have and the patched up teams that we were having to put out, the fact that we're sitting third. As I say, if we could have found that, uh, that extra goal against Everton, then we would have leapfrogged Manchester United as well. But what's encouraging is the other teams dropping points, the likes of Chelsea. I think we're 10 points clear of Chelsea now. I think if we're starting to put gaps in, you know, Southampton have dropped away. There was all this talk of, you know, Southampton, we're going to get up there. Chelsea, we're going to get there. And we're already seeing sort of gaps of nine, 10, 11 points starting to, um, to be created. So those teams are slightly dropping away and we're seeing maybe a top eight, um, Sort of get that Arsenal are probably a worry uh, because they are putting some uh, some form together, and and I think it's a good signing they've made this week with a loan signing of Odegaard. Um, so I can see them pushing and having a really good second half of the season, but we're in a strong position, so uh, I think we're in a better place to to hang on to it.
0: I'm going to say, I mean, it's almost like the opposite to last year mm. is that you know, th- th- or that season, this time last season we. would it was you know starting to go wrong or had started to go wrong if you like uh before I mean everybody sort of says the covid but you could see problems just before that um yeah. this time it's the other way and you know we we've had like you say we've had the injuries we mm-hmm. we're still competing in 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 three competitions you know we we're, we're through we're through in Europe as well we're third in in, in uh, um uh, the, the Premier League, God willing, you know, I'm not saying any game's easy, but we've got Brighton in the next round, mm. not Man United. And would you have thought, let's be honest with you, let's, let's go back to the start of the season, would you have said, oh, is, uh you know, Ricardo Pierre. he's he's fit, he won't get in the team.
1: Would <laughs> you believe that we would be saying that? No, and you could say the same with uh, Soyuncu as well. Yeah, uh, indeed, Both yeah. both had injuries, both fit, and they can't force their way back in. It used to be that as soon as somebody was fit again, they, they got straight back in the team, whether they were a hundred percent or not. And and now we we're building that squad to a level where people are taking the opportunities that are presented to them. And I know the last couple of weeks, I've expected Soyuntu to to come back in, and uh, and Brendan has uh, decided to go against um, me. Um, as somebody pointed out last week about the number of my team that played against Brentford. Thank you very much. Um I
0: think I think, I think it's Rob is it Rob? I'm not sure, but some yeah, somebody, exactly. somebody in the post match comes in every post match and goes, How many of uh how many a <laughs> great team are playing? But it, it is making it difficult for you because I, I agree totally, you know, you would look and also Oh, choose fit, he's coming mm. back in, or oh, mm. Ricardo's fit, he's gonna be coming back in. Um <laughs> it, 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 you, you can understand, and it's a nice problem to have,
1: but you can understand the, 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 the problems Brendan's got. I think if people are playing well, you know, in any team, you should keep the shirts. I, I mean, yeah. that's the only way totally you room. create that competition. You know, if you know, it doesn't matter how well you play, as soon as first choice uh, is back, they're straight in. Where's, where's the desire to actually go out and play for your share and, and and try and keep your place it's not there and the same way is those players have to know that when they do get the opportunity they've got to deliver as well to keep their shirt so i think it's healthy and i think it's um that's one of the big parts of good management you know being able to keep a squad happy even when they're not playing all the time and i know as i probably mentioned before um when benitez was at liverpool i think he had a fantastic squad but he couldn't keep them happy and and they started um they started leaving uh, because you know he wasn't rotating or even if not necessarily rotating he just wasn't keeping them happy and they wanted to leave players shouldn't want to leave liverpool you know but mm-hmm. but they did so i think that's all part of, of part of management it's not just about picking 11 players for a game it's about making sure that all those team uh, all those players buy into what you're doing as a club and want to be part of it
0: i want to just go off track a little bit here uh oh i'll just let me just bring this um uh virat hello good evening virat thanks for joining us full credit to jj performing the way he has been he, he's <sighs> along with a farmer. i mean in that defense like i say it's completely different four mm. to the four that we thought we, we would be seeing um Oh, we've already we've already looked at that, Adam. Um, it, it was a comment that was made today on on Talk Sport, and I thought it's a very valid point, and And this sort of thing affects us these days more than it used to. Mm-hmm. And that is coming up next in in March, which is only just round the corner. We've got an international break mm. now. As things stand, uh, we've got a lot of players in our squad that are going to be flying off all over the country and aren't going to be able to get back in. Or if they do get back in, they're going to have to sort of self-isolate for, for, for 10 days. Uh, but, you know, when, when you're looking at, at people, you know, social in, you know, media influences and what have you been told that they shouldn't be going abroad to do the job, should, should we still be having those international games? UEFA and FIFA said, yes, they will carry on, whatever. But we could be without some really key players, not because of injuries, because obviously they've got to self-isolate.
1: Yeah, I, I, I heard this as well. And um, it beggars belief, to be honest, that um, the players will be asked to go to represent their country but then be told that they can't come back and uh, and play for the clubs. Um, I, I can only think there will have to be some special dispensation. I know the government so far, the official line is that um, there'll be no, the, the, there's no let up against it. You know, you have, they all have to be treated as everyone else is treated, but it, all these players are playing in bubbles. Anyway, you know, they're playing in bubbles. They're tested every couple of days their 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 trips are fully controlled you know they would all go and meet up i'm sure they would all be tested as soon as they all met up um the results would come back uh, anyone who who seemed to have a positive test would be sent up packing um so i think they'd have to find a way around it otherwise you know whatever hotel they're playing, they're, they're all going to stay. in when they come back after that match, is going to have a fantastic football team, that's for sure.
0: Um, <laughs> it is. I, I would want to be more, playing in the hotel um, league. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody's just said, like, you know, we're we, 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 any big club's going to have this problem. Yes, it is. But I don't particularly give a shit about whether Liverpool have got that problem or Man United. I'm, I'm concerned about Leicester because that's a yeah. team, which, you know, that's, That's our team. And yes, it's one of those things that comes with success. And whilst I'm happy when Madison doesn't get picked for England and Grealish does, because it means he's not going to get injured. I'm obviously disappointed for the lad himself. Um, There is a, there is a commitment there that these things have got to go on. But I think the point, and I'm going to admit that I I heard that was made and it's a very good point is how it looks. We're being told that we can't and that you ain't, you know, go anywhere. We can't travel. We can't go down to the local pub. And yet here are these players, Not, and I'm not criticising the players at all. I'm criticising probably UEFA and FIFA. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think most people, apart from um, those who have got an agenda uh, of, of some kind, and, you know, so many people, anybody who wants to make a comment on Facebook, Twitter, social media seems to have an agenda already um a political agenda that goes with any comment that's made i think most of the people um the silent majority i would say would accept the fact that because the players are all kept in bubbles are all um tested regularly that they should be made an exception it's not like they're they're going to go away come back and then go down and all be mingling around the clock tower and sort of giving everyone covid is it it's they come back and they come straight back into a bubble as well, where they're going to be regularly tested. I think there has to be some common sense. Otherwise, you know, the top, the top teams, you know, are going to be missing a whole full of team. You know, we, we could easily, it's not just England players, is it? You know, know, everybody comes back to England. So, you know, they're coming back here. So they have to abide by our rules. It doesn't matter which country they're, they're going off to. Um, so I can't see I can't see how it can actually actually work. Either the government or UEFA will have to find a solution to it now. Whether that means it's neutral venues, neutral countries where um, they did it before. They um, they played at the end of last season. They played I think it was all the Europa Leagues and the Champions League, and they went them all had it in one country in two or three grounds where it was all controlled. Now, maybe that's something that they have to do. Um, They have to go choose a country where um, the the disease is is under control uh, and play all the games in one place. Uh, I don't know. But there has to be a solution. I can't imagine that you're going to get these international games and then half the Premier League are, are sitting in a hotel for 10 days waiting to to get cleared again i can't see it happening i mean it,
0: it's a while off yet and obviously fingers crossed and you know um god praying that, that it's a lot better then and and, and re- restrictions are a lot easier everywhere to be honest with you because like i say other countries have got you know a, a similar sort of thing but now i just i just wondered what what your take yeah. on, on that was because i thought it was a very very interesting point that was made and one i i hadn't considered to be honest with you no uh, facebook user here, tough game leads are very fit and have some class young players um thinking high paced game with plenty of class young players at both sides uh Alan harrison rodrigue phillips even bamford is doing well i think an open end-to-end game that will just edge it three two if Faz was fitted it'd help <laughs> of course it would uh but mm. hey, talking of that we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back and um Craig is going to put his um, Brendan hat on and we're going to see uh, what his um, choice of team is going to be or what he would play uh, if he was earning the millions that, uh, that, that Brendan is. We'll be yeah, that
1: yeah. would be nice.
0: <laughs> it would be, wouldn't we we'll would be right back after this. Lester Till I Die Podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Indeed, if you want to listen to us on catch-up, Lester Till I Die, and that's on all the major podcast platforms, including, of course, the, the, the main ones that you all know, um, Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, Anchor, and Google. So, uh, Craig, we're looking at, you know, we have, there was a few changes that, that came along for the um, uh Everton game, we thought there would be, maybe not the one I was expecting, or maybe even you were expecting. Mm-hmm. But um starting, let's have a look at what you think Brendan's going to do. Get into his mindset. it be Casper, hasn't it? We, we well, I think we take it for granted that that Casper is going to be, uh, be, be be back in yeah,
1: the, in the yeah. I think the, the I think the only the only doubts here is whether there's going to be any injury issues. Obviously. um indeed he went off um with what appears to be uh, a tight hamstring so they don't does it doesn't appear like there's a tear or a strain or anything it just felt tight and they didn't uh, want to take a chance um so i'm, I'm going to assume that that he's i'm going to assume that everybody's fit that we know will be fit um, obviously vardy and and pratt are not fit um mm-hmm. So I, I can't see there being many changes. To be honest, I think there's only possibly one change. So I think the back four will be exactly the same. So I think it'll be Schmeichel, uh, JJ Castagna, um, Evans, and Fofana. Um, and, and and for anybody who's watching, who did watch the? Did you did you actually watch the Everton game, Chris? Uh, I did. On BT? Yeah. Yeah. So anybody who watched it on BT, I'm sure would have been fascinated by the pronunciations of the team <laughs> I, I, I was getting more, <laughs> more more
0: annoyed as the game went i mean to be honest with you commentators at the end of the day they have got, got they've got they talk a lot of ball but they've got lots of minutes to fill when you know it's pretty boring but
1: i mean some people you, maybe try to get these it wasn't just one pronunciation he was oh. getting wrong that was the thing it, it was like he'd got the official pronunciations from every country that every one of them came from, and he was going to go with it regardless. But even then, he was, he was mixing and matching. I think Fofana was named three different things. It was Fofana, Fofana. I, it was it was ridiculous. What people may be surprised is that the guy who did that commentary is a Leicester lad. He's, he's from Leicester. So, oh. um, yeah. And um, I think it was Paul Dempsey, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, he's from Leicester. Um, and, I yeah, I think he's left his Leicester accent well behind with some of those, you know, Lisson. Anyway. Gomesh. I know, Gomesh. Yes, Mesh. Anyway.
0: So is Tillamund so not... going to be playing or Tillamund? Which one are you going to
1: go <laughs> for? <laughs> um So I think it N- um, mm-hmm. will be Ndidi. We'll be in front of them. Um, I think the the middle two will be uh, Tilemont and Madison. <laughs> Indeed,
0: this is a completely different team we're putting together here, isn't it? <laughs> it you know? is. Yeah, uh, man, a we'll...
1: Mexican cousin that we know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> on the left will be Barnesh, <laughs> um, and um, now this is the tricky one for me, Um mm. Ricardo Albrighton. I, I've, I've I've changed my mind three or four times already, based on the athleticism of uh, of Leeds, and I originally thought, you know, that I would go with Ricardo, and then I thought, well, no, he's clearly been working with all Brighton with with Vardy not being there. I think you could see against Everton with Vardy not being there, he was encouraging uh, all Brighton to get in the box more and make more of an inside run to be the extra man. So. Because he's been working on that, it puts me in two minds as to whether he would change that now while Vardy's out. So, um big part of me thinks that Ricardo should play from that athleticism point of view. Uh, and then if you need to tie the game up a little bit, then bring Brighton on. But I got a feeling that because of the work that they've clearly been doing with, um, uh, with Albrighton, um, making those runs inside, that I think he'll go with Albrighton. Honorable mention, though I think also to Under, who I thought played really well when he came on. I thought he showed. Uh, I think his positivity. He he just wanted to go forward and, and take people on, which you know. So there's another option. So really, I mean, for that 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 wide position there, he's got three options of Ricardo, um, Under, or and or Brighton. I just think he'll got, stick with Albrighton.
0: I've got to say, is credit to Brendan. Because you know we, we've said like with Ricardo, like we said like not coming straight back into the squad, and it's very easy for him to try and find a position mm. to put him in because we know what a good player he is, player of the season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And all credit to Brendan for saying like, "Mate, we're a winning team. <laughs> we're not. I'm not. I'm not going to change it too much. Mm. I mean, not much. I'm, I'm getting into it now." Uh, oh, right, and yeah, he, he, he was coming in a, 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 an awful lot again against, against mm. Everton. And like you say, maybe that's with, with the, 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 the the Vardy thing. But mm. before I come back on to, to a couple of questions regarding the team, have got to go find out who, who you're who you
1: going up front with. I'm still going with per, um, Ayoji Perez. Perez. I think you know, I think a couple of people were unfairly criticizing him against Everton, but uh. Again, I thought he played pretty well. He was dropping into the hole. He was he was linking up the play, and it allowed Barnes to get forward, uh, particularly in the first half. Barnes was was making runs as we say. Albrighton was coming in, so the two wingers, because uh, uh, Perez sort of drops deep, draws out the centre halves, as it were, it allows the two wide men to make the runs in behind. So, I thought that seemed to work pretty well, and uh, I think Ian Acho is more of a someone who would run in behind. Um, but I, I think I think Perez will work uh, a, again in this, and I think with, with the fact that I've gone with Albright I think that under and Ricardo would be um, the, the the type of player that you bring on after sixty minutes because we know that Leeds expend a hell of a lot of energy and they do have a tendency to tire. And if we're bringing under or Ricardo on at that point, then I think they could wreak havoc. And,
0: and and you know, in in fairness. You you do look at your striker and you do think like they're not scoring and you know that therefore they are rubbish and and I fall into that trap you know like, like like a lot of fans do but we have to accept you know Vardy hasn't scored for um, five or six games before he was yeah. injured but mm-hmm. because of, because he's Vardy he escapes any any criticism if you like yeah. And I can say, Anna, I, I, I put myself into this practice totally. Mm. But the point, I wrote I wrote this down watching the game. The way that Everton played,
1: mm.
0: I don't think Vardy would have got a goal against Everton no. either because I don't think the game wasn't set up for him.
1: No, I think there was two or three occasions um, early on where they, they broke out and left themselves mm. a little bit exposed. But in general terms they were, they were, they had 10 men behind the ball for a lot of that game, which doesn't play into, into Vardy anyway. So you need the people like Perez or Acho who've got quick feet. And, and I thought Perez um, constantly showed for the ball. It was constantly available, trying to get in nice little positions and pockets to pick the ball up and allow people to play around him. So I think it's definitely worth persevering. Um, Facebook user
0: here, Perez didn't del- deliver last night. Oh, God, was it last night? (laughs) My my days are merging all into one this week. Mm. Uh, Perez didn't deliver last night. However, he's contributing more than Nacho in recent performances. It would be interesting to see if Roger sticks with Perez up front or changes Nacho up top. I'm surprised because, I I, I, again, I I, I thought Nacho would be the one that comes in Mm. with no no Vardy available. Mm -hmm. Um, He is going for Perez and... Like I say, when you take out the fact that okay, Perez hasn't scored either, it's what he does off the ball. I made the comment, uh, and I don't know whether it was yourself that he does remind me very much of a Peter Beardsley type of player. You know, is that he? he, he, It's what he contributes more than just the goals, if you like. And Beardsley's never prolific goal scorer, but Mm. he set up so many for for Mm have you. But I do wonder if Inacho isn't getting in, and, I, and I've said this to you before, I think, is, uh, is the clock ticking?
1: I think so. I think uh, I think if Brendan had faith in him, he would be playing in these games. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I think it's a little bit unfair saying that Perez didn't deliver, but it depends what you're saying that he didn't deliver. Yeah, he didn't deliver a goal, but I thought he um, he delivered quite a lot in terms of his all-round play. You know, he's... I think if you you sit back at um, and look away from the fact, did he score? No, he didn't. But he was involved in a hell of a lot. And particularly when you've got teams like that where it's a mass defence. Yeah. He was picking up little one-twos and, and he was always looking and probing. And I think that's the type of player that you need to have. Um, I think his touch, his first touch, is better than Iheanacho. Uh, and, and again, Thing is, if you're playing against a pack defense, if if you haven't got a really good first touch, the ball's off you and it's cleared away anyway. So, I don't think that kind of game suits um, Inacho. This one's more open, so it may be that it is more suitable for Inacho. I don't know, but I think Perez is Paris uh, uh, is is uh, has done okay for me.
0: I kind and it, it was Brad and good evening, Brad. Thanks for joining Bye, us post match, Brad. Um, And we know know he's not Perez's biggest fan, in fairness. But I kind of have, like you say, Vardy at one end of the scale with the way that he plays. Mm -hmm. Perez, like I've just said, is the other end of it. And Nacho kind of sits in the middle. But Mm -hmm. when you have got a packed defence, I think those sort of games do suit Perez more. Um, Looking back, I mean, Ndidi... I wasn't worried, well, I was worried when Indeedy went off in the fact that I don't want players injured. I wasn't worried about Mendy coming back on um, because he's proved he's a more than capable replacement. I would be tempted, and it, it depends, like you say, it really depends how bad the injury was that he went off with, whether this might just come a little bit too soon for Indeedy, And, you know, Brendan might say, look, have the week off we've got. Um, mm-hmm. Fulham on on when have the weekend off? We got Fulham on Wednesday and Wolves next weekend. They're coming thick and fast. The games mm-hmm. for that one, Evans, he, he had I think blurred vision, didn't he? Yeah. In, in one eye, mm-hmm. I can't believe that I'm looking at that. And you've got you've got to have Evans in there for the experience. I think I mm-hmm. think he, you know he, he's he's good with Fafana because you've got the youth, and you know Fafana goes forward. Evans knows to sit back and. And, and cover where yeah. Soyuncu likes to sort of, uh, uh, mm. play out as well. And I never thought I'd be sat here after last season going like, yeah, I can see why we've not got Soyuncu in the team. But great, great problems to be having. That's that squad depth, which we're going to need
1: uh, in, in the coming months. Definitely. And and uh, it, when uh, when Evans went off uh, and uh, I said it's nice to see the, the future centre-half pairing of Leicester City on the pitch, even if it was for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, And I think probably sometimes we're a little bit um, unfair on Soyuncu that he hasn't got that experience and and he's not an experienced player, but he is experienced. He had a lot of games in Germany. You know, he's an international player. I'm sure that he can adapt his game to be the more experienced uh, of a pair alongside uh, Fofana. And we're certainly a a lot more mobile and... uh, speedy with the pair of them there but i think i i think rogers just knows that he feels more comfortable as evans is there and i thought evans had a, had a decent game last night there was a couple of occasions where his composure on the ball there was one where he was right in front of schmeichel i think and he he knew where the space was that he turned away with it um it's just sometimes his passing uh, is, is a little bit uh, leaves a lot to be desired I must
0: admit, I always wonder when I see So Show on, the, on on the team sheet starting eleven whether I should have a spare pair of underpants ready because he does uh, he does have that <laughs> effect, and he, he has some great little twists and turns. But mm. when it's in when it's in your own box, it's like oh a yeah, you know. yeah, a
1: Cruyff turn in your own box from your central defender isn't what you want to see too many times in the game, it's, is it? No, no.
0: But basically, like you say, I mean, what you've gone for there. If, if Vardy was fit, hmm. that, I think, is hmm. your,
1: your, the first choice, I think, at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. It think. is. And, it, and as you say, it seems bizarre to think that you're talking about your first team without Ricardo or Soyuncu, in not it? It's uh, just yeah. choice how far we've come. All Brighton, like you say, I mean,
0: you know, bless him. He's no spring chicken. Hmm. Um, he's very much in the Vardy sort of situation where I think Evans as well, these are players that like we've had with Morgan, the older players that are there to come on towards the end of the game and just, you know, with, with, with Wes Morgan, just calm things down at the back if we're panicking a little bit. And I think Evans will take over that role. Vardy, Somebody said the other day. I think it might have been Brad. Actually, said um, Vardy's probably got another couple of seasons in him. I, mm-hmm. I think he's probably got one seat more season in him at the top, and then we'll slowly see him become more of the impact sub. You know, if you if, if, if they like you I, said, if, if their if their defence is tired, bringing mm. him on for the last fifteen minutes, along with all Brighton, exactly the same. Yeah. Would, would scare them. And I think, as for me, that's how I see it panning out.
1: No, I, I agree. I think I think we're seeing Vardy start to pick up quite a few niggles. You, you know, he's, he, we know he's had a hip problem. You know, he's had a hernia problem. So I think, you know, as you get older, obviously you and I wouldn't know that, Chris. But um, as most people get older... You know they do start to pick up the odd niggle here and there and and they become more frequent and when you were out for one week you'll be out for three so exactly, i think yeah. something that, that brendan will definitely be looking to address and i think the one thing we lack is when vardy's not there even though he's not the biggest is that physicality you know we defenders can have a pretty easy time um with us you know i think you know i'd, I'd have loved for us to have like a dominic calvert lewin um in our team, um, that would have been great that a bit more physicality, but you know, we've got to go with what we've got at the minute, and I think we're more than capable of, of putting out a team that can cause Leeds a lot of problems.
0: Indeed, well, let's, let's hope we can. We're going to have a look at uh, a memorable match for you, classic Ooh. match. In one second, we're just gonna have a, a quick word from Alan, and then we will be back. Hi, Alan Smith here. Sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels of the Foxes. Thanks a lot, Alan. Indeed, and it is classic match time. Leicester City versus Leeds uh, United. Uh, always, always, always get excited at this time of the night here.
1: I've got a couple of fingers along Yeah what can I say What can I say (laughs) Hopefully they've got some football knowledge That he can help you with my quiz question Um, (laughs) I'll try try and keep it fairly brief Because I know that a lot of people Will want to get off uh, And and watch that Europa League uh, Clash between Liverpool and and Spurs um, To see who's (laughs) going to get in Those Europa League spots Um, So I'm going to take you back to 1989 chris when you were probably just leaving school um, i was i was still in nappies. i'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> yeah i think you've pushed it a little bit too far now uh chris. <laughs> um and if anybody was there it was it was, a, it was a, a fantastic match but i remember it for one particular thing so leeds ended up this season um it was we were in division two or uh, the championship as were. Uh, Leeds, Leeds went on and won the league this season. They won the championship and got uh, promoted. Um, we finished uh, 13th. But um, there's a massive crowd. Uh, th- this game is still available on YouTube. You can find this. The, the footage is pretty poor, to be honest. But the most su- surprising thing is, it seems like Leeds had the whole of the cop. You know, they must have had at least pen uh pen one and pen two if not pen three as well and the east stand there was loads of them um and they went 2-0 up uh, fairly on in the game and in fact were 2 0 up at half time um so we were we were struggling uh, this season but we sort of turned it around in in uh, in the second half we got two goals um from an unlikely source uh of Paul Ramsey mm-hmm. who uh who scored two goals? The second one was an absolute cracker into the top corner, and we got it back to two-two. And then came um, the incident. Now, like I can say if you haven't seen this, I do. Uh, I do suggest that you find this on YouTube. It's either the the cheekiest or the, the the biggest cheat of a penalty that I remember ever seeing. And I don't know if you remember this, Chris, but there was a penalty given to to Leeds. Um, And fair play, it was a penalty. The ball was put on the spot and it was Gordon Strachan who stepped up to take the penalty. But Gary McAllister pointed out that he didn't think the ball was on the spot properly. So Gordon Strachan strolled up to the ball, picked it up, um, put it back down on the spot and then just took the kick. It all in one movement. He put the ball on the spot and just slotted it. And the keeper just stood there. I think it was Wallington. Um, or whoever it was. Just stood there. You know, like, what the hell are you doing? And he's he's, he's literally just looked like he was going to move the ball again. But kicked it and scored. Uh, and they went 3-2 up. Um, but luckily, that wasn't the end of the scoring. We managed to equalise. And then Gary McAllister popped up with an 85th-minute winner, and we won the game 4-3. It was a fantastic match, but I will remember it for that penalty. And and as I say, go and find it on YouTube. It was 1989 Leicester-Leeds. As you talk through it then, I'm like, I don't remember this.
0: I don't remember this. The more information as you went through, I'm thinking, God, yes, I do. Yes,
1: that's the penalty. Yes. That striking penalty is worth, worth watching. I'm not sure. McAllister was probably still in the box when he took it. I'm not sure they would get away with it now but it was as i say the cheekiest penalty you'll 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 ever see um but quickly then the quiz question on the back of this chris okay here's the question it's quite a long question so which player i'm going to get this right for you so just bear with me everyone (laughs) um which player made his leicester debut on this in this game while he was on loan for us he scored five goals he made 11 appearances he scored five goals the following season he returned to his um, home club uh, and during the running he scored eight goals in ten games as they won the title he made his debut for us in that leeds game 11 goals scored five uh sorry 11 games scored five goals Returned to his parent club, uh, the following season, scored eight in ten games in the run-in, and they won the title.
0: Do you, do you, I, I I can I can all uh, help me out here, guys. If you're watching, please help me out. And uh, my, my first thought when you started to do it, I wrote down Steve Moran, but I, it's oh. not because.
1: Um, from, from I think from what else you've said there um what I will say, what I will say is that Steve Moran uh, we bought Steve Moran so he didn't come on loan however we did have Paul Moran at the same time and he actually scored the third goal in this game uh Paul Moran uh, that we I think we had from uh Spurs he was on loan but that's not I, don't, the I don't remember him. I don't remember him. Help
0: me out, anybody. While, while we're just talking, if you can, if you can think of that, because I, I am, I, I can kind of, I remember the the story. And it's one of those, as it always is, when you give me the answer, I will go, oh yeah, of course. But um, he went down. on to have
1: a, a very successful career. Scored a lot of goals for uh, two or three Premier League clubs. Um, Never got a full international cap, though, I don't think. I think he played for England under-21s, but never got a full cap either.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll come back. to Like I say, I, c- <laughs> I can almost visualise the story of the guy mm. then, you know, going back and helping his team. But I, I, I am struggling. We will come on to that. Uh, let, give us some thinking time. But I don't want to say
1: anything, but I went for 1-1 for the Everton game. You know when you say you don't want to say anything Chris you do realize that you've just said something don't you That's how it works I, I um, couldn't, I couldn't yeah, let it go I, I knew I knew that you'd gone for 1-1 one, one, and I knew that I'd gone 2-1 so I was willing as for a lot of reasons for us to uh, <laughs> to get that but uh, well, that's what the guys have
0: gone for this week. Uh, Walsh has gone 3-0. He thinks we're going to have, have an easy time of it. Uh, Steve Linitz, who actually, hopefully, Steve Leinitz is going to be coming on the post-match show on Sunday after the game. Um, Sounds great. So that that will be nice. Yeah. Um, it's Sunday, so we can't always, you know. I mean, Julian normally does it, Julian Watts. is his daughter's 18th, so we'll, we'll give him the day off. But um, Steve Lynx hopefully, might be joining us. He's gone two nil. Big Marshy, big surprise there, because obviously Everton was one of his um, Everton. Yeah. Um, he, he 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 actually went for the Leicester win, although we didn't get it. But on this one, he's gone three <laughs> one over Leeds. I've gone two nil because I, don't, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a Leicester win, but not quite <laughs> as as, as easy as uh as while she's gone. But um you know hopefully we're gonna be celebrating a la, a la that style. <laughs> what, what are you gonna go
1: three one? Um, well it's interesting that you said it was Julian Watts, his daughter's birthday on Sunday because it's my daughter's birthday on Sunday as well. Uh right. so well say happy birthday happy to her. early birthday to uh to Emily. She's uh yeah. she'll be twenty two. Uh, I know I don't look like I can have a 22-year-old daughter. I know, it's amazing. you are going to say 12, then. I thought you were going to say 12. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, shout out to Emily. Um, Happy birthday, Emily. Uh, I, I'm going to go a 3-1 uh, for this mm. one. Yeah. Uh, I, I toyed with a 3-0, but, you know, I know Bamford hasn't scored for a while. And, and we have a tendency to allow people who are going through a, a barren patch to get a goal. So, uh, I'm going to go 3-1. I'm not
0: surprised. Like I say, and you're determined that one time we will get a three-one result. So we got
1: one and you didn't ask me, Chris. We know that.
0: So <laughs> So you say. So you say. I mean, I, I actually have I've texted I've texted and say, look, you know, guys, if we're ever three one up and we've got half an hour <laughs> to go, just don't score another one, please. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't score another one. Um Good afternoon from Stephen. Not sure what he's trying to say there, but thanks for joining us, Stephen. But, G, gee? Gee. gee whiz. Gee whiz. Gee. Um, very, very quickly, we've just gone over the hour mark. You're going to have to give me another clue regarding this player because I really am struggling. My brain is... uh You're okay. going getting a bit too far back for my memory. He went, so- uh,
1: he went back to his his parent club who were Arsenal and they won the league the following season. was i no i'm tempted to say
0: um alan smith well are you
1: tempted or do you just want to say it
0: <laughs> well we i know we sold him and then we loaned him back mm. um so and it's it was around that t- time with, with, with alan so uh oh yeah i'm gonna say alan smith
1: well you'd be wrong <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't Alice Smith. Uh, are, you, are you are you in need of the... Because of the time, are you in need of the answer now, Chris? I,
0: I, uh, I'm in need of the answer purely because I've no idea
1: who else it... Uh, I was so it, confident then. Yeah. he. I'll, I'll give you one final clue. He also played uh, for quite a while for Everton. Um...
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean I don't know. I presume that that's not Sol, obviously. But mm. um giving uh, you're gonna have to tell 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 me Brad, put me out of my misery, put me down. Even though you've just called me Brad,
1: uh, I'll let that oh, pass. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um Stephen, I, think Br- that I,
0: mean, was, I can't multitask, I can't be thinking of an answer and talking at the same
1: time. You I know think, that. Uh, I think that was Stephen who came up there there with uh with Campbell, and, and you're right, it wasn't uh it wasn't Sol. But it was actually Kevin Campbell who Kevin
0: Campbell. was on Wow! I can be honest with you. Like like if Leicester was still playing Everton now, we wouldn't have got another goal. And I could still be looking at this on Sunday. <laughs> and I, we, without Google, I wouldn't have come up with that at all. No. But as, but as always, you you test me well, Craig. You test me well. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> we had to find out what you were here for one day, didn't we? <laughs> oh, you asked for that you asked for that, Craig. <laughs> have a great day on Sunday with emily and Thank you uh, very much. have as good a have a good a birthday time as you can do in the current situation. Yep. Thank you very much for joining us, and I will see you well we I'm not sure what we're doing next week. Cause we've got Fulham, haven't we so uh, we have. Yeah, Fulham are on Wednesday, so we've got the. So it's probably going to have to be Tuesday because we've got the transfer show on Monday because it's transfer um, deadline day on Monday. So yeah, yeah,
1: that seven, should o'clock, be a
0: night. seven o'clock on Tuesday, if you are available, sir. I will. I shall see everyone there. I will see. You, I will see you next Tuesday, as they say. <laughs> In right.
1: yeah.
0: Thanks a lot, mate. All the All best. Right, you're Bye.
1: welcome. Bye, everyone. Thanks for watching. Cheers, Chris. Thank you.
0: Thanks a lot to Craig, whose knowledge knows no bounds. Unlike me, I I have uh, my my Leicester knowledge. As much as I love the club, it 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 is is bounded. It is very (laughs) bounded, as you can see. Thanks very much for watching. Tomorrow, it's going to be a bit strange. We're going to be doing the Opposition View show. um, But because of the uh, guy's commitments and uh, and sicknesses, we're actually going to be doing it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So if you are off work, Look out for that tomorrow at one. Uh, we will obviously put it live uh, or put it live, put it up on Facebook and Twitter afterwards to, uh, to to catch up on if you can't watch it at one o'clock. And then obviously we will be back on Sunday about 1.20 with the pre-match show with Josh and uh, 40 minutes after the final whistle with the post-match show with Brad. Get it right this time. Thanks for joining us, guys. If you want to listen to this on catch-up rather than watch it, we are on all the podcasts, including um, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Anchor, and Google. And don't forget, if you are watching us on YouTube, please, or if you're not, even if you're not, go onto YouTube, find Lester Till I Die TV, and give us a subscribe. Help us get those numbers up, guys. Thanks very much for watching. hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for joining in. Um, It it makes it a lot more interesting when you do, and we love hearing and seeing your comments. Stay safe, guys, and I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. uh, 12 o'clock, sorry, not 1 o'clock, 12 o'clock tomorrow. I will see you then. Stay safe. Bye-bye now. Lester Till I Die Podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms.